solving public problems. As much as I'd have loved to mention everything in this service, share everything I would like to share with you today, it will have to be a series because I can't say everything today. We'll have to, um, for the sake of understanding, we'll have to tackle everything from the point of God's word. So we'll need the introductory part of it. We'll need to understand how God has made everything. So we understand because from, from different times, from different times, I, I meet a lot of people and sometimes a lot of young people who come to me, something's going on in the family, something's going on in the family, they would like to do this, they would like to do that, and that they wish it would not be like that, you know, something's, they become victims of what is going on in the family. So today, I'm sharing on solving family problems. Are they solvable? You see, we have to know if they are solvable. Now, I know some of you are, are maybe came very early to sit in front or something because today you must get the keys to solve the family problems. <laughs> you know, it's it's um it's different. Okay, how you solve your problem is not the same as you solve a family problem. The rules are different, and um, I'm very I'm very full of faith that I'll be able to get somewhere today. If I'm not able to finish, which I don't think I'll be likely to finish, I'll be doing that for the next four Wednesdays. I'll be doing this for the next four Wednesdays. And on the last Wednesday, by God's spirit, I will solve some. <laughs> But the first three Wednesdays is for you to understand because the power of God works with understanding. The power of God works with understanding. Some people don't know that. So they will prefer if you called for a prayer meeting that will end all their life struggle in one day. That for them to have understanding. So we're beginning. I know some people came to see me, I told them, okay, I think you should start attending this particular one um, because we'll need the knowledge for so many things. Psalm 68. So I said, I want us to know if they are solvable, you know, because there's no point trying to solve something you cannot solve. Are they solvable? Can you do something about family problems, right? What if they've been there for long? Can you solve them? So Psalm 68, verse 6. He said, God set the solitary in families. That's the point I want you to get. God set the solitary in families. And get out those which are bound with chains by the rebellious dwelling in dry land. This series of teaching for the next four Wednesdays is going to do something. Like I said, we will solve some. Some to you will require knowledge to deal with them. All right? So... He said, God said the solitary families, which shows that first thing you need to understand that family is God's concept. See, family is God's concept. Family is not your concept. Unfortunately, we were all born in a family. We didn't have the chance to choose. He said, God set, <laughs> God set up the solitary family. So um, 
God is in charge of families or the family system. It's God's system. The reason why, and that's the reason why, now, I know the kind of generation in which we are, and there are certain things I would say which, if you are wrongly oriented, it might, um, it might shake you up a little in terms of your acceptance of it. But the word of God always provokes. It can either provoke you to do the right thing or provoke you to anger. So I'm not here to make anybody happy. So family is God's concept. Family is God's concept. God is the one who started families. So right from the book of Genesis, when Adam was with Eve, you know, everything there was pointing to God's hand in families. Are you getting it? All right. Now, does God care about the family hierarchy? Yes. God cares about the family hierarchy. So point number one, I mean, I'm not trying to tell you that I'm, I'm giving you different points. I'm just trying to set the introduction for the whole thing. I told you to take me some time to finish this. The first thing you need to understand is that men and brethren, the way you will declare by faith concerning what is bothering you, it's not the same way you declare by faith what is bothering the family. The way you pray about something that is bothering you is not the same way you pray about something that is bothering the family because it is God who sets the solitary in families. Families have a system under which they run, all right? Families have a hierarchy, and God is mindful of the hierarchy of families. That's one of the first thing you need to understand. In the family hierarchy, now, when I talk about family, I'm not even dealing with whether the family is born again or not. Because the family unit is an expression of a system that exists in God. God is a family man. He has a family. So, God is mindful of fam family hierarchy. See? And we'll look at certain um, dynamics that God looks at when we are looking at solving a family problem. So, let's look at it. I said, Ephesians chapter 1, I said God is a family man, all right? You'll see something there. I'm, I'm not sure many people have paid attention to that. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father. That's where it starts. In every family hierarchy, you'd see father. All right? In every family hierarchy, you'd see what? A father. So God is a father. You know, sometimes when we say God is a father, it does not really dawn on us that it's referring to the fact that God is actually a family man. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, all right, of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 15, of whom the whole family, you see, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So men did not start family. So men can tell us what family looks like. All right. Let's try and, and break down family into the hierarchy that God is aware of. There's the husband. The reason I'm saying husband because when they get married and they don't have a child, there's no father. There's the husband. When you read John chapter 15, he says, I'm the vine. My father is the husband man. So husband. Husband, you find in the family hierarchy, there is the husband. 
When you check modern day dictionary um, definition of a husband, they tell you it is a male partner. That's wrong. A husband is not a male partner in a marriage. Like I said today, I will say some things and some people who are wrongly oriented will by a kick against in their spirit or in their mind, but that's not what I came to do. The word husband in the Bible, especially in the Hebrew, is a word bial or biali. Alright? Bial does not mean a male partner in a marriage. It means a lord. It means a lord. Go to First Peter. First Peter chapter 3. I'll start from verse 1. Because, you see, if you don't understand it like this, you can't solve anything. I'll tell you why. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Another day we'll talk about this. A while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Verse 3, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating of the hair, nor wearing of gold, or putting on of apparels. Verse 4, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of a great price. Verse 5. For after, the, for after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also... Now, pay attention. He said the holy women, because not all women. He said the holy women. So you have to, we have to define the kind of meeting we are having here. Do you understand? Because if it is a um, seminar of, you know, human rights, if it's human rights seminar, I'll tell you that it's human rights seminar. Educational human rights seminar. I'll tell you. This is a convocation of God's saints. Holy men and women. So we, we are mindful of God's standards. Alright? So if you don't identify with this group, we want to save you. <laughs> For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also. So we are dealing with a different kind of women. Alright? Who trusted in God adorn themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, okay? Not unto every man that's working on the street. And not unto their boyfriends. Now, verse 6. Uh, yeah, very important. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him, calling him Lord. Hold on. This is not something to shout about. Do you know the, the responsibilities of a Lord? Don't shout. <laughs> <laughs> He says, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are. So, in the family setting, the moment ring goes, bride price is paid, marriages happen, both families are aware, they give in hand, uh, in, uh, the hand in marriage, and marriage has been sealed. You are no longer an individual who takes individual decisions. You have entered the family economy. Of God. So you have to observe what God says about families. Okay? Now, you see that because of this, um, because of the wrong choices, I won't even call it wrong choice because people change. Sometimes some, some ladies have accepted a man, you know, to marry the man. And before probably they married the man, he was probably a good person. All right? Years later, He's changed because people change. People change. Now, the person is forcing him or her to take decisions that ordinarily he wouldn't have taken, like don't go to church again. This person too, 
this woman who wants to go to church, has a relationship with the Lord. So it becomes a whole clumsy thing. Now, why, why isn't it so easy for the woman to just fight back on that? Because the woman has entered an institution. See, she has entered an institution. And institutions require administration to run. See, now, what I'm sharing here is not, you know, like some people say, oh, I want to marry a man who can tell me what to do. I'm not talking about feelings here. No, no, no. Whether you, you, you think he should tell, it doesn't matter with what we are talking about. I'm telling you that if you say, okay, I want to get married, you are not, in quotes, going to become a partner in a sense. You know, because um, the, the word partner can connote some 50-50. How God designed it is 100-100, rather, not 50-50. Everybody is in the 100 with the lordship of the home, you see, of the home given. Now, this is God's standard of family. So we are observing God's standard. So lordship of the home given to the husband. Someone say, Pastor, but in my house, our father, he's not behaving like someone who can lead the home. <laughs> All right? He's not being like someone who can lead the home. He's probably, you know, I might mention some cases. If you find yourself in such things, don't be triggered. Just listen, right? And um, we are looking at solving it. We are just looking at something like probably he comes home, he's drunk or he's this or that. Now, I want you to see something. When you are dealing with God, especially when it comes to things that have to do with hierarchy, authority, those are different issues altogether. Now, like I said, we are in a different generation. When you see... Maybe um, a pastor come, comes out to say, you know, men should be this, and maybe women should uh, submit. You are very likely to have in the comment session every day, you are telling women what to do. What about the men? You see, you don't listen to God like that. Don't listen to God as though your, your neighbor is hearing what he should do. You listen to God to do your part. Because some will say, if a man loves a woman, the woman will submit. That's not, they've not talked to you. They say, husband loves their wife. They say, Wise, remind your husbands to love you. I'm telling you the truth. You don't listen to God like that. When God comes here and he starts talking to all of us, I'm, I don't have any business listening to what he told my friend. You listen to me? Ah, whether you listen to me or not, I'm talking. <laughs> when God comes around here and he says, okay, there are three guys here. I want to talk to all of them. He comes and says, Pasenok, do this, do this, do this for me. Okay, you do this, do this, do this for me. You do this, do this, do this for me. The three of them, this other person might say, ah, but God, why did you tell this person? The, the, one of the times in the scripture that um, Peter was questioning what Jesus Christ was telling John. Literally, I'm paraphrasing, literally, Jesus Christ told him to focus on your own. Yeah, literally told him that is it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not your business. He said, what, what, what business is it? I'm paraphrasing. What, how is it your business if I, I say that John should live forever till I come back? He literally told Peter that. So what's, what's, what, that's not your business. Focus on yours. That's how God speaks. So when God tells you to do this, your focus is how well to do yours because the actions of the other is not dependent on the, the, the actions of the other are not supposed to affect you. Now, we are coming, I want to take some things on because we will, will uh, require Christian maturity in dealing with a, a topic like this, in thinking the way God wants us to think, all right? So, let's say the husband is the Lord of the home. I'll read that scripture again where he talked about 1 Peter 3, verse 1. I'll read that scripture again and we'll look at something there. He said, Likewise, ye wives, being subjection to your own husbands, 
that if any obey not the word, do you know what he said? This is very, 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 is a, is a touchy topic. If any obey not the word, you know what he's saying? He's saying, if your husband is not even following God, he says that if any obey not the word, they also, talking about the wives, without the word, that means the wife is at that point in time supposed to, without preaching, without preaching, win the husband, the word conversation means by her man of life. <laughs> NIV. God is very interesting. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. Now, he says this for the husband, right? So since the husband is the Lord or the head of the home, let's see what God says about authority and hierarchy. Matthew 23, from verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples. Verse 2, saying... The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Mean of this. It's like, <laughs> okay, verse 3. All therefore, whatever they bid you observe, that, ob- that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. This is what he's saying. Now, at this time, there's a, from Matthew 22, there's a, a little complaint that they are making about um, the, the scribes and the Pharisees. Now, Jesus himself sometimes rebuked the Pharisees. But you know that those people were not literally um, living up to standard. Now, God, uh, um, Jesus speaks to them and says, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. That means they are the representatives of the law of Moses. He said that because of that, anything they tell you to do, do it. But don't do after their works because they say and do not. Now, why should you listen to what they are saying? Because what they are saying is because of where they sit. It's in the place of authority, in Moses' seat. So, in a family setting, first of all, I want to tell you that, now, I'll, I'll, I'll let this thing in different layers so that you understand. I want to tell you, first of all, that as a, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning from if you're a child in the family. If you are the child of a family, it doesn't matter the light of God's word you have heard, you cannot change the family. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. All right, so if your dad probably is not following the Lord, your mom is not following the Lord, they are not paying their tithe, then you, the child, start praying for them to prosper. What have you done? How, how does God get the glory? Do you know what you've done? They will stand anywhere and say that, oh, they've prospered without God. You know what you're saying? They did not observe God's ways. And because you are praying for them, things should just happen consistently. Because you can pray one prayer and one miracle will happen like that. No, for it to be a consistent thing, there has to be the right application of the principles of God's word consistently. So, it's not as simple as you think. Because there is a family hierarchy. And God is mindful of the hierarchy. So now, observe. I'm going to show you three scriptures. I want you to observe those scriptures and see something there. This is the reason why we have to look at the scriptures. Because the scriptures reveal God's character. All right? And when you see a particular phenomenon re- repeatedly on how God deals with people and situations, what, is, what God is doing is that he's revealing his pattern. <laughs> God calls us to walk with him and not that he should walk with us. Oh, Father, walk with me. Oh, Father, walk with me. No, he's boss. You walk with him. And when you walk with him, he teaches you his ways. He said, let your eyes observe not the ways or or your ways. It is, let your eyes observe my ways. Let your eyes observe my ways. So, look at this. 
Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served. Are you noticing something? <laughs> that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Put that in your, in your, in your mind. Number one, he says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Um, second one, Gen Genesis chapter 18, verse 18. Genesis 18, verse 18. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Verse 19. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after me, after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Are you seeing these two? Okay, go to Isaiah 8. Many of you know it. Isaiah chapter 8, verse number 18. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord had given me are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwelleth in Mount Zion. There's not one scripture we are seeing that the children are dictating what happens to the father and the mother. The scriptures, I'll take you to some other scriptures where we look at how some women or some men, all right, did some or made some mitigations that affected their families in the right way. Like, for example, the Seraphonician woman. She had, a, she had a daughter, right? She had a daughter, and the daughter was sick. She chased Jesus. Jesus refused to mind the woman. The woman, Jesus just kept going. The woman just kept following Jesus. Said, Jesus, you have to save, you have to heal my daughter. You have to heal my daughter. Now the disciples said, said take this woman away. Jesus refused to, to, to answer the woman, all right? Now the woman kept talking, and the Bible says, she shipped him. Then Jesus responded. Jesus said, it is not good to give what is holy to dogs. Then, ah, the woman said, ah, even the dogs eat from what from the master's table. And Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. So I have not seen such great faith in Israel. Then he says, from that very hour, the daughter said, your, uh, the faith, your faith has made you whole. That means the faith of the mother, pay attention, the faith of the mother was able to heal the child. Another instance, the widow Elisha met, the son was dead. Now, we are looking at scripture now. Right? We're looking at scripture. How does God think when it comes to things like this? So, Elisha meets this woman. This woman has um, a child who is very, uh, very dead, like someone would put it. Very dead. The faith of the woman was able to bring the son back to life. See, the faith of the woman was able to bring the son back to life. But then, where is the instance where one child in the family did, did, uh, then caused something to happen in the family? <laughs> no. When it has to do with God using a child in the family or the son or the daughter of the family to change the family. There's something else God will do. We'll come there. There's something else God will do. So let's observe the hierarchy. So if you are in a family where the father does not know God, there is a big problem. So if in a case like that, you come to see, Pastor, my father has always been drinking. My father doesn't make us happy. My father... First of all, wrong priority. First of all, wrong priority. If your father has been drinking and your father does not make you happy in the house, if all that is happening, bear in mind, first of all, that what God wants to do is to save your father and not make you happy. I'm telling you the truth. Because you see, let me tell you something. We make so many mistakes and have so many expectations that make us depressed. I'll give you an example. Frank, come. Hetsy, come. Example, right? There's no prophecy. It's nothing. So, this is the family, I'm the child, right? <laughs> okay? There's probably an issue in the, in the home, okay? And I'm sad. Do you know the first thing God wants to do? 
God doesn't want to solve the problem. The first thing God wants to do is to raise me in a way that the problems don't affect me. But that I want... Sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes we take certain steps, all right? They make us unhappy for nothing. Because we are forgetting that my father is a free moral agent, a full human being on his own, entitled to his line of thoughts. He has his, how he was raised, strongholds that he has in his mind, how he thinks life should be. The same with my mom. They've come together. These are two grown adults who didn't need my permission to, to come together. I want you to understand that. Who didn't need my permission to come together? Now, they, are, they gave birth to me as a child and their actions are affecting me. Am, am I saying that actions should not affect you? Of course, you, you, you can identify with what is going on. You probably love your father and your mother and you don't want those problems in the house. But then, if I am a Christian, the first thing the Holy Spirit wants to do in my life is that regardless of the actions they take, that my reaction is godly. So God does not want to deal with the problem. God wants to deal with me. Because for me to insist that everything should go well in the house is for me to want to remote control my parents. I want you to understand this. For me to say, no, 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 no. Something has to change. You are forgetting so many things. Do you know? Do you know that that particular fight you are thinking about, all right, is not the main fight. That main, the main fight is starting from 1992. <laughs> the one in 2022 is just, you understand, is just triggering the main thing that happened in 1992. How in 1992 he forgot the wedding anniversary? For a moment. You see, how he forgot the wedding anniversary? That's where it started from. So as the years kept coming by, coming by, 2022, he forgot to pay school fees. He said, that is how in 1992 you forgot, uh, when you forgetting every day, forgetting all the time. <laughs> then the husband is, are you talking to me like that? But you, if you, you are around, you would think, ah, why are they fighting about this? He probably forgot the school fees. So what do you do? Just remind him and say, oh, you forgot the school fees. No, 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 you like that. 1992, I remember. <laughs> you see, this is probably the fight. And you are sitting behind and the, the, the fight probably started in the bedroom. Now they are at the hall. Always forgetting, always forgetting. Yet you tell me when you were in school, you were number three. You are lying. <laughs> you are lying. You are lying. Then maybe, maybe, you know, sometimes women can have very interesting mouths. Maybe while speaking, her, her tongue slipped and she went to say something she was not supposed to say. I wonder if, if your mother really took you to school, sir. <laughs> My mother. You are talking about. Now, the subject matter has left. Now, it is. You just mentioned my mother. And probably. The, the, he, was, he was a single child of a single parent and he saw how his mother was selling cloth to take care of him. You just mentioned my mother. You to your mother, that is why you do not to cook. That's why you don't know how to cook. Sir. I don't know how to cook. Oh, so all the time you've been eating my food. You, you, don't, like, you don't like it. I've been managing to eat it. Okay, okay. So now, this is going on. It's a whole brawl over years. This is all this is going on. I want to use one single prayer to solve all that. Okay, so the prayer should do what? Make them shut up or what? <laughs> I see. There is a lot going on. So what I 
can do. It's what the scripture says. Don't Jesus said, in the world you have tribulation. By saying me, you can have peace. That means God makes provision for peace in the midst of the storm. So the storm can be going on. God's focus for you is for you to, to develop the Christ character in a way that you are not affected by what is going on. Because you don't control it. And sometimes you start building hatred for either of the parents. Depending on who talks to you the most. Today I am serious. Depending on who talks to you the most. Because everybody's telling their side of the story. And they are probably not wrong. But if you heard the other side of the story, you probably might shift your allegiance. Yeah, seriously. It happens even with friends. Friends of two usually is good. Friends of three usually doesn't end well. You, you know that? Friends of three usually doesn't end well. Because at every point in time, there is a two against the one. I had friends like that in Legon. That's all you should come. Let me show you how the friendship was. Always fights. This is how it was. This one was, he's the one who likes to follow. So, no matter what you're going to do, if you can just convince him, he'll follow you and be so passionate with you. I'm telling you, he's so, such a passionate guy. Pastor Marvin, actually. Yeah. The other one is like me. We like to take initiatives. You, you understand? He likes, he likes to take initiatives. I like to take initiatives. So, <laughs> you know, two captains can ride a ship. So, we're two captains. So, sometimes, you see, it is, so, between the, uh, the three of us, it is who can win this person's <laughs> you understand? It's who can win this person's allegiance that gets his mind to be established. So sometimes you see, but Mavi is on my side. Other times too, he's on his side. So every time there's one, you know, and one, when one offends the other, the other will talk to the other. Chaka. <laughs> Sit down. You see, so the first thing God is looking for is, first of all, your motive for trying to solve the problem in the family. It is that you will feel okay. That is not what he's looking for. Because sometimes, a lot of the things going on in the family is for you to learn so that you don't repeat it. Because it's a, most of those things are a long time coming. You are not even born. Long time coming. Then all of a sudden, you are the, you are the ball of wisdom of the womb, trying to sit them down and advise them. Hey, hey. No, so people are like that when they come say, I don't know why my father is doing that. I don't know why my mother is doing that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you an example. This example might look like, oh, but say, but, but let me explain something. Someone texts me, said, please, I hate my father. I said, why? Yeah. Oh, of course, these things happen. Said, please, I hate my father. I said, why? Why do you hate your father? He says, because after many years of being with my mom, he wants to go and marry another person. All right. <laughs> Sad. All right. And he says, I, I, I tried talking to him. I said, no, no, no. Yes, he will face the repercussions of his actions as regards God. You understand? Because correction upward is rebellion. He will face the repercussions of his actions with God. Remember that when you take your decisions, whether good or bad, you sometimes don't want to be stopped. The same way he feels entitled to the decision he's taking. You have to understand that. As much as those decisions are affecting people with him because of his figure. Understand now, I said, the, the, in the family setting, in the family setting, because he is the head, there are decisions he will take that will affect the whole family. Remember, just the same way Joshua said, I am my house to serve the Lord. A father can also say, I am my house, nobody's going to church. You understand? And that's going to be a big issue that if they want to overturn that, there is something else they will do. I don't know if I'll get there today. 
So where, where I'm going, I want, you, I want to help you to understand the family hierarchy as it regards God. Even first child is important to God. That who is the first child is important to God. For you to understand that hierarchy is not as a trivial matter like the world is making it seem today. As though oh, there's no need for hierarchy, there's no need for this, we are all equal. We are all equal in this country. But enter Flagstaff House tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes, we are all equal. Oh. Tomorrow morning, say that we are, we are all citizens. We, are, we can enter everywhere. Flagstaff House is open it for you. We all know where we will look for you. <laughs> See, say after me, say the wisdom of God is at work in me. Say, the wisdom of God is at work in me. So that when you start thinking of marriage, you're not thinking about jumping into something because you are jumping into a whole institution where the actions of the leader can affect. No, some of you are sitting here. When your cell leader has not had cell meeting for a long time, what happens to you? No, let's just bring it here. When your cell leader has not been minding you, has not been coming for meetings, just check what happens to you. It's like sometimes you look at other cells and how they are vibrant. You're like, oh, I wish my cell was like this. You know, you're thinking that I wish my cell was also on fire. See, that's the effect that leadership has on us. And God is away. Jesus Christ looked at the people. He said they were like sheep without a shepherd. He looked at the Bible says he had compassion on them. So in every setting, the, 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 the unavailability of leadership or the wrong leadership affects the people. During Leadership Academy one time, I taught about, about leadership and I said three things that determine um, that, that are mostly the issues of the world. Number one is the ability of leadership. Jesus Christ looked at them well, um, as sheep without shepherd. That's one. Then another time, Jesus Christ talked about the blind leading the blind. He said both of them will fall into a ditch. So when you have the wrong leader, both, all of you are falling down into a ditch. So if probably your father has been doing, you know, so we are, we are starting with the husbands and the fathers. If your father or the husband has been in a lifestyle that is affecting the family, the first consideration is for him to be saved. And not to be saved, you see, that is one thing that will not help your prayer. If you want him to be saved so that he can be a better father, no. You as a Christian needs to know the value of salvation for a soul, for yourself. So you know that no matter what, whether he's been a good person to us or not, our, 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 our thinking at the moment is not that uh, he should be saved so that he can follow us to church, so that we can go to church as a family. You're thinking wrongly. No, you are looking at him and you are seeing the endearing value of God in his life. It says that he has to be saved because if he's not saved, he's going to hell. Even if he was not your father, you should be able to think like that. That is God's consideration, first of all, for him, that he will be saved. We're not even coming to his lifestyle. We'll come to his lifestyle later. That he will be saved. So if your father is not saved, your prayer is not to solve the, problem, the family problem. Your prayer is that he should be saved as another human being who is walking on the face of the earth. Please sit down. One of the things that helped me my, 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 my growing up, right, is that I realized a lot about order and hierarchy with God. And I began to move like that. Because otherwise, you will put yourself under pressures that you are not supposed to be in. I wish he was like this. Because you see other people, you look on Instagram and you see how some fathers are carrying their daughters, you know, and, you know, the, 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 the daughter or the, the son, you know, they are, they are probably watching, wearing matching clothes. You know, the, the, the father and the son are, watching, are wearing matching clothes and they are going to maybe try together. So, oh, this is so cute. I wish my father would be like that. <laughs> Unnecessary pressure. Unnecessary pressure. Unnecessary pressure. 
Or, or your parents are separated. Only they know why. They know the number of slaps that have gone on before that separation. You understand? So you, your prayer, your prayer that they should come back together is to continue the slapping. You understand? You, you are thinking of yourself. It's another manifestation of man's selfishness. Because you want them to come so that you, you will be happy. I said the way you deal with a family problem and your personal problem are not the same. Because if it is me, it has everything to do with me and my decision. When it comes to family, my mother has a mind. My father has a mind. My sister has a mind. Even the maid has a mind. You understand? All of them have minds. So, so over the, the, the rules, everything changes. Because you know what? When you become a husband or a father, there should be a family ideology. The family should stand for something. Most African families don't stand for anything. There should be a family ideology. You can see some families, I'm sure you've probably seen them on, 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 um, on uh, Instagram or social media. All of them are lawyers. From the, fa- from the father to the mother to all the children, all of them are lawyers. You can see it's a family ideology. As much as that is not so much of a, um, a, a, a saved thing, they are not saved. But you can see that the family has an ideology. When they were raising the children up, they were raising them to think, hey, girl, you're going to be a lawyer. Hey girl, you're going to be a hey boy, you're going to be a lawyer because my father, I'm a lawyer, your son is a lawyer. There are some families you can see the father has a big poultry, and all he's doing with his son is while he's raising the son is for the son to come and take over it. So there's a family ideology. The son goes to school not to pursue his interest, he goes to school to pursue the interest of the family. That's how come most companies in the US, you can say since 1819, it's a family company. Because how will you keep a, a, a company since 1819? So, some companies outside, outside the country, since 1819, America and Sons Limited, uh, uh, after three years, all the money they made, one person said, said, where's where is the money? He doesn't know the difference between the profit and the capital. Everything bought chicken. And with the chicken in in his hand, he, will pray, he can prayerfully eat the capital. <laughs> Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus as I eat the capital. You see, America South Limited has collapsed because of chicken. But there's, a, there's a companies, companies that are from families. It's a family ideology. They grow up thinking this family stands for this. There are some families. They don't belong to a royal family, but they all carry themselves as such. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought my dad was too harsh. Because we grew up, during my formative years, we grew up in an area where when you walk outside the house, you walk outside the house, just, just walk from, let's say here, just walk from here to where the garden is with the, with the chairs. Yes, prostitutes are standing there. Vienna City. When you walk out of here, you, that's where you are going. You can't even escape it. <laughs> yeah, because if you pass left, they are there. If you pass right, they are there. And if you pass left a lot in the night, you will be arrested by Kwashi boys. It's, that's the kind of area we grew up in. When you go backward, you are going to the weed smokers. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back, 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 Odona. Yeah. That's where I grew up. I, was, I thought my father was too, was too harsh. Why? Even if you go and play football. Hell, hell, hell. It's like you have stolen money. <laughs> if you go and play football, it's like you have stolen money. Hey, and if you are playing... Oh, God. I remember one day. As I was playing the football, oh my God, I was dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Now I knew that, I knew that if they arrest me, if my father catches me, I'm in trouble. That day, hell, hell. 
as I was dribbling, dribbling, and I came back, go as I was saying. I saw him standing there. You know what the walkie will be like. <laughs> Watch her go, so to be celebrating. In a case like that, my mother will not save him the lamb for the slaughter. <laughs> so I remember one day I was actually playing, I was actually playing football. So I actually thought he was against me playing football. I didn't know he was rather against me mingling with the area boys. So as I, as I was playing football outside the house, it was not with the area boys. As I was playing outside the house, he came. I was about to run. He said, oh, why are you running? Play. I said, that day, I was just jumping, jumping. Uh, uh, only God knows why I didn't continue football. Like even Messi would not. They used to call me Elijah Diof. Ah. Uh, you call me Elijah Diof. Sure. I don't joke. Dribble, 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 dribble. One day, my cousins, and I was also a goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh, you can go and find out. In St. Peter's, eh, the school team, I was the third goalkeeper. You think it's easy to be third? I said, I said, Ted, I said, oh no. Hey! You know what it means to be Ted? Because I have the B body. You understand? The first and the second. Can't be guys. Hard, hard guys. How do they even cut their ball surface? Because I said, this boy, they don't have any use of their body. They just jump in left and right. No, 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 me. No, me, I, I do it in a style. <laughs> uh, but my father didn't let me realize any football dream. Because in the area in which we were, he was saving us. So we were there, but we we're not of there. That's the value of a good leader. So if the family does not have a good leader, there's already a problem, which we will have to take some time to solve. There are now different set of rules that have to be applied if there's going to be a change in that area. And we're going to apply some of them from today. That's if there's no good leader. Because there has to be a good leader. Things will not happen in the, behind the good leader. Because the first thing God wants to show your father is he wants to be a savior to your father if he's not saved. <laughs> if he's not saved, he doesn't go to church. That's God's consideration, first of all. God's consideration is not to solve the family problem. You, you need to face what God is looking for. If God, let me give you an, a clear example. Like, for example, as bad as this might be, right? That's the example I, 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 I can use. I come back from, from secondary school many years ago. I've met the Lord. I'm so on fire for God. A young man called Ion sees me and gives me my first rhapsody. I began to read the rhapsody. I'm so captivated by the word of God. There's a change going on in my life. I couldn't explain it. Something was happening to me. All right. Now, I began to see everything that they did not do. I began to see everything they did not do. I prayed. I prayed. I said, God, the family. God, change the family. I get home. Nothing has changed. I'm disappointed. Then I start going to church. At this time, my mom, at this time, my mom has been diagnosed with 
a serious illness. Apparently, she didn't really have it. She went to the hospital with another thing. They gave her drugs for another thing, and she down got it. So, everyone thinks she's going to die. Everybody thinks she's going to die. My dad is a minister of God, and he prays for people, and they, they get healed. He's been praying for my mother. It looks like every, nothing was changing. Nothing was changing. Now, this is what I started doing. I didn't know the Spirit of God was guiding me. This is what I started doing. And I'll tell you the reason why that is important. I start going to church. I start hearing the Word of God. I start hearing the Word of God. I start hearing the Word of God. I start hearing about faith. I start talking about, you know, the Christian life. Born of God. Has the life of God. I start hearing all these things. That sickness cannot live in your body. Cannot dwell in your body. You know what? When I hear in church, I download, copy it. Exactly what I heard, I'm teaching her. Exactly what I heard, I'm teaching her. Listen, many pastors have prayed for her. The situation is not changing. As I shared the word of God with her, every day for three weeks, she got up. Now, now, not only, not only was I sharing the word of God with her, I was playing pastor's messages. I was playing Pastor Chris's messages. I was just playing it. I was just playing the messages. Sometimes, and remember, during those times, Sunny FM used to play Pastor Chris's messages. Three o'clock. So that three o'clock, I'll be there. I'll put on the message. We'll be listening to it. Because I attend Christ Basin now. She doesn't. We'll be listening to the message. She'll be listening to the message. When she's done, I'll now tell her what I've now learned from church. I'll just be sharing the word of God with her. I shared with her every day for three weeks. I didn't even know what I was doing. That's how she got healed. And she started telling people. She said, hmm, I thank God. He was sharing the word of God with me every day. You know, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, when, when the disciples asked Jesus Christ, why could we not cast him out? Why could we change the situation? He said, because of your unbelief. You, there's no prayer you can pray overnight. For example, your, your mom is not feeling well. You cannot pray overnight for something to happen permanently. If there's going to be a change, your prayers and their confessions of faith have to meet at the same point. Because your prayers should be healed, yet she's saying another thing. And says that, I know I'll die soon. Yes! You, you, you need to understand this. Okay, question is, what if she really wants to die? You want to prevent her from dying? When the Bible talks about women, the Bible talks about women who, who in the book of uh, Hebrews, women who brought their children back to life. Not children who brought their mothers back to life. Because the hierarchy is important to God. You are a child of the family. Something is happening with your mom. You want to change it. There's a place of prayer. There's a role of prayer. I'll come to that. I, I, I want to talk about. But the first, the first element is the faith element. If, for example, it's a financial problem in the family, there is a faith element and you you alone having, I want you to get it now. You alone having that element of faith, it's not enough. They have to have it too. So the word of God has to be in the home. You have to find a way to smoke the word of God to the home. If they don't want the word of God in the home at all, then you know what the problem really is. It's not they having faith. It's that the, the light of God has to come into the family. Listen, solving family problems. We cannot even talk about solving it until we understand the hierarchy. We have to understand the hierarchy because if they have no faith in the Lord for healing and the healing happens, they can ascribe it to any other person. They can ascribe it to a witch doctor. They can ascribe it to their own body metabolism. Meanwhile, it was your fasting and prayer that brought it. God won't have it. God won't have it. God won't have it. If there's going to be a change, you, what you can do is to bring the word of God into the home. And I've told you already, the first thing God wants to really do is get you to be at a certain face or place in your walk with him where those things that happen in the family do not affect you. That is what God wants to do first, that they don't affect you. The Bible says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Tears want to come out of your eyes because probably your, your parents 
start fighting. Tears want to come out of your eyes. Count it all joy. You go to the back of the house. You begin to sing. You begin to sing. You begin to sing. You stay true. Even when the lies come, your word remains truth. Even when my thoughts don't line up, I will stand tall. On each promise you made, let the rest fade away. There's a peace far beyond all understanding. May it never set my heart at ease. Your voices are getting louder. You are peace to the restless soul. Peace when my fear they fall. Peace when the anxious heart. That's who you are. That's who you are. You are peace when my fear takes When I feel enclosed, peace when I lose control. That's who you are. That's who you are. I found peace far beyond all understanding. Let it flow when my mind's on the sea. All inside. some years I'll end with this after some years when they now accepted me as a man of God in my house that was when I give them words and it comes to pass it was not when they thought I didn't know what I was doing it's not when they thought we've been Christians before you after some years they noticed something one time they came for my crusade they had persecuted me in going to church for so long they persecuted me in going to Christmas for so long. One day they came to my crusade. A deaf girl heard. A deaf girl heard. She has never heard in her life. She started hearing in the crusade. A young boy was, was sick. He got healed. A young lady. There were testimonies from the left and from the right. And I was wearing my aloe white suit. And this, and this, and this park we're having this crusade was just a walking distance from the house. They had never been to my meeting. This was the first time they sat at the back. They looked at me. They couldn't believe it was their son. Now they realize he's a man of God. So now, when we're having the call for family meeting, they can say, oh, man of God, leave this meeting. One time, one time I was just Lying down one day, my dad called me. He said, man of God. 
You see, at that phase, at that phase, now I don't even have to go and intercede for them. Now at that phase, I can change things because if the, the, the grace of God on your life will affect your family, they have to accept it. Bible says a prophet is without honor in his own house. Jesus went to Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says he could not do any mighty work. He could not. Yes, you are learning a lot in church. Yes, you are doing a lot in church. You know how to change things. Yet when you go, you are not accepted at home that you can amount to anything. You are not accepted at home that the words in your mouth can do anything. There's little you can do. Because even Jesus could not do any mighty work. He could not. He could not. He could not. It takes a certain, you know, it takes a certain degree of the power of God. They have to see something about you. No, no. You know that no, this, there's a difference between the son I gave birth to and the one who's standing in front of me. There's a difference. When they come to accept you, then the rules can change. But at this point, where you know that, oh, they do not accept the calling of God on your life, or that you know something that can change their life. You know, you don't even been able to convince them that they should tithe. Yet you want the financial problems of the family to change. No, sir. No, ma. It can happen. It can happen. So when things look like they are tearing apart, and the fights in the home and the issues that are in the home are affecting you as a person, then you need to act the word of God. Paul said, he said, three times I prayed. I prayed that the message of Satan sent to buffet will be taken away. And God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Sometimes God takes away the trouble. Sometimes he gives you the grace to stay in it. So sometimes you'll be at home. It's going on. It's going on. It's going on. And that time the Bible says, count it all joy. How do you count it all joy when it's affecting you? The scripture says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Then you begin to count it all joy. It's no longer affecting you anymore. Count it all joy. You begin to count it all joy. You count it all joy. You go behind. You speak in tongues. At that time you feel like crying. But you are going to count it all joy. What are you doing? You are acting the word of God. You are acting the scripture. You are acting the word of God. Acting the word of God means you don't feel like it. But you are going to do it anyway. Because that's what God said you should do. When he says be anxious for nothing. It doesn't mean something is not trying to make you anxious. He said you don't be anxious for anything. Don't be careful for anything. Don't be careful. Don't be anxious for anything. That means you call yourself Mr. No Anxious or No Anxiety. Mr. No Anxiety. That means God knows that you can be anxious for nothing. So, but it's happening. But it's happening and it's disturbing me. God says be anxious for nothing. That means he, can, he, he will not tell you to do something you cannot do. It means you can actually put yourself. Say I'm anxious for nothing. I'm anxious for nothing. Then you guard your heart. Some of the conversations you should even hear them. You should even hear them. <laughs> When I was growing up in my faith, I noticed something that used to happen to me. I'll go to church. I'll go to church. Pastor will, will, Pastor B will fill us with faith. As I'm coming back home, I'm speaking in tongues from Aveno to Circle. We used to live around Circular at the Black Area. I'm speaking in tongues. I will speak in tongues. I will speak in tongues. I will speak in tongues that I get. I'm speaking in tongues when I get to the house. When I get to the house, I'm so full of faith. I'm making faith confessions. My life is global. My life is going forward. I'm moving forward. I'm a great man. The greatness of God is seen in my spirit. I'll preach the gospel to the nations of the earth. I'll be speaking it. I'll be praying it. I'll be speaking it. I'll be praying it. Then I'll get into a conversation with my mom. 
Say, you don't know what's going on. Everything is destroying the family. Oh. I noticed that the more I listened to her, it drowned my faith. It destroyed my faith. I stopped having those conversations. So immediately she started, I said, Mommy, I'm coming. I left something in the fridge. Because, you see, it will cripple your faith. It will cripple your faith. I was still teaching her. I was still teaching her how to talk right. But it will cripple your faith. It will cripple your faith. And sometimes you can't blame them. They've grown up with, with that. You can't train them overnight. The Bible says, train up a child. That means God knows it is easier to train a child. But sometimes you want to train somebody who, who already knows so much in a particular direction. The word of God has to come again and again and again for them to be able to change their mind on it. But then, just sitting down, sometimes I notice that their faithlessness was getting to me. That I was supposed to be full of faith and I'll be full of doubt. I'll be full of fear. I'll be full of worry. I'll be full of anxiety. What's going on in this family? I thought I'm going to church. I think things were changing. I thought, no. When it comes to you, when it comes to you, if God wants to use you to change the family, there's something else he will do. I'll talk about that next week.